Hi everyone and welcome to the Let's Think Podcast. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about my secondary school experience as well as giving you advice so that yours is a pleasant and meaningful one. But before we get into that, recently I had asked on Instagram what are some of your biggest regrets in secondary school. And I got a few replies back and I'm going to share it with you guys today. Hopefully, from these answers, you guys can learn something and hopefully not make the same mistakes. The first one we have is always being too tired and not able to come to school every day to enjoy it. I think almost all secondary school students can relate to this. You know, the whole day is just packed with lessons and after school you have remedial or CCA and when you get home, you have to revise. So it really is taxing on you. And because of this, it is quite common to see more students feeling extreme fatigue and falling sick and because of that they don't come into school and they start missing things. For me personally when I don't come to school the thing that I miss the most you know is speaking with my friends and not really worried about you know the lessons that I've missed. That's quite ironic isn't it? So my advice that I can give you is try to get six hours of sleep every day. You know I think when I was in secondary four I was at max getting four hours of sleep. And that's usually because I had a lot of studying and homework to do. And most of it was because I procrastinated a lot. So you can say it was really my own fault. The worst thing was going to school the next day and trying to stay awake for lessons. You know, it was just a nightmare. So remember guys, sleep is important. So the next reply we have is being shy and not being able to tell the fun stories that I had. Well, this is something that I could personally relate to you know being an introvert it was not easy talking to people so when it comes to advice on how to tackle this i'll speak about it later when i give my own advice the next reply we have is not studying hard enough i think most students when they end their secondary school life and get back their old level results this is one thing they say a lot you know i wish i had studied more you know if i had studied harder my grades would have been better so to those currently in secondary school right now, please learn from your seniors. Start picking up your books today and start revising. I know it's not fun, but you just have to do it. Next up we have, being in secondary school is a regret. Well, <laughs> there's not much I can say really. Just hold on a bit longer and enjoy the long break that you do have after secondary school. So now we're left with three more replies. So the first out of the three is, you know, allowing people to talk behind your back and not being yourself. Well, when it comes to people talking behind your back, there's not really much you can do about it. No, all you can do is just let it go. No, there's no point in you fighting back because you're just going to get yourself in trouble and having a disciplinary record going into post-secondary school education is not really going to serve you well. And when it comes to not being yourself, uh, I think most students have experienced this, you know, trying to fit in and make friends. They do things that they don't usually do. And here's my advice. You know, when making friends, try to find the people who can accept you for who you are. You know, your weird or quirky personality. And what you tend to realize in your second school journey is that you have cut ties with a lot of people. And those who have stuck by you until the end are the true ones. The next reply we have is not cherishing the moments that you have with your friends. 
and I think most of us in secondary school really take our friends for granted, you know, because we see them almost every day. But when we look back, we wish we had spent more time with them and did more cool activities. So you can imagine what my advice is. Cherish your friends. It is as simple as that. And at the end of secondary school, remember to keep in touch. The last reply we have is not thinking through friendships as well as invite me to your podcast. Well, I'm very open to the idea of having guests on this show. I think it will make it a lot more interesting. So once I get things sorted out, that will be the first thing on my list. And when it comes to friendships in secondary school, you'll tend to lose some along the way. People who you thought were your close friends ended up stabbing you behind the back and talking bad about you. All you can do is just cut ties with them and move on. So now it comes to the part of the show where I share my secondary school experience as well as give you advice. So the first thing we're going to talk about is socializing. As I said before, I'm an introvert. And one misconception is that introverts don't like having friends. And that's simply not true. It's just that it takes us a bit of time to really get comfortable with someone. So you can imagine most of my friends came from the class I was in because you know you spend a lot of time together so naturally we just feel comfortable with them. But things changed when I went into secondary 3. You know I came from the normal academy stream and when I went to sec 3 I was promoted to express. So for me it was like going into a new school. You know I didn't know anybody around me. So not only did I have to worry about keeping up with the other students in the express stream, but now I also had to make new friends. I was lucky enough to have people who opened up to me and you know, accept me with open arms. So it made things a lot more easier. But it still took me a long time to settle in, which could have been easily avoided if I had socialized earlier. So my advice is try to make as many friends as possible. You know, they don't have to be close ones. They could just be mere acquaintances. You know, because one way or another, especially when you go up to upper secondary, you're going to meet these people anyway. So why not get to know them earlier? You know, it'll make things more easier for you and make you feel comfortable in your own surroundings. So to my introverts out there, please trust me on this one. Try to step out of your comfort zone. It'll make your secondary school life a whole lot more better. The next thing we're going to talk about is not taking the opportunities presented to you. I think this is one thing I regretted the most. One instance of this was for me taking part in the leadership trials for either the Red Shirts or the Student Counselors, the two leadership groups in my school. You know, after that trial, I was selected to try out for the Red Shirts. And one thing I regretted was I went for one session and I said, you know what, I can't be bothered, so I decided to leave. And you know what was the worst thing for me? The teacher in charge of the red shirts decided to find all those people who had dropped out so he could give us a second chance. And you know what I did? I rejected the opportunity again. And that is something I regretted now that I look back. Because after hearing all the experiences from my friends who were red shirts, you know, I really envied them. All the opportunities they got and the experiences they went through. You know, how things could have been so different would have overcome my confidence issues if I was a red shirt. You know, of course now it is too late, but you know, it doesn't stop me thinking, what if? The second regret I have was not taking part in my school talent show. 
I'm not saying I'm a good slinger or anything. I'm pretty average at best. But it would have been a good opportunity for me to overcome my stage fright. You know, being able to perform and present in front of a large group of people would have benefited me a lot, especially going into polytechnic. So my advice is, if you have ever been given an opportunity, but you're not really sure about it, just go for it. Because I don't want you to leave secondary school filled with regrets. Next, we're going to talk about the importance of picking the right CCA. In secondary school, I was part of the National Civil Defense Cadet Corps. And let me tell you, CCA was probably the best part of secondary school for me. You know, in NCDCC, I got to do many, many things that most people might not have. You know, doing rescue missions, scaling down five-story buildings, as well as taking part in the National Day Parade, which is probably my biggest crowning achievement. And I also took part in many competitions, winning trophies, awards, but all those things didn't really matter to me. What mattered most was the values that I've learned in NCDCC. You know, as a SAC 1 cadet, I learned things such as integrity, respect, discipline, a sense of urgency, taking initiative. And as a leader, I learned how to be patient, teamwork, learning how to nurture, as well as communication. These are all the values that will stick with you until you grow old. And I'm very thankful for my CCA because it helped me mature as a person as well as help me overcome my confidence issues. And to all my juniors who are currently in NCDCC, I want you guys to remember that it will be tough, it will be hard, but all of it will be worth it in the end. You know, especially when you start taking over, remember that whatever position you have really does not matter. What matters the most is that you work with your batchmates and communicate well. For me, NCDCC was like my second family. Know all of them played such a crucial role in my development, whether it be my juniors, seniors, my teacher officers, or my CLTs. All of them helped me to become the person who I am today. So I'm forever thankful. So this is why picking the right CCA is so important. The right one will be able to develop you and make you a stronger and better person. So when making the choice, think very carefully. And please don't have the mindset that it doesn't really matter what CCA you pick as long as you get that two CCA points. Don't have that mindset. Because trust me, you'll really regret it a lot. So the next thing we're going to talk about is relationships. And personally, I've never been in a relationship before. And let me explain why. You know, growing up, especially in primary school, I never really had any close relationships or had friends with girls. So I had no experience talking with them and all my friends were guys. So when I entered into secondary school where I was forced to socialize and mix around, you know, I find it very awkward talking with girls and, you know, I'll get really, really nervous. I know it sounds a bit weird, but that's just the way it is. But that does not mean I did not make any friends who were girls in secondary school. I did. But what tends to happen is that when I get really close to them, is that I start treating them as if they were one of the guys. So the way I speak is a bit rough, which I'm still trying to work on. And it's a work in progress, but I'm trying my best to just keep on improving. 
Even though I have never been in a relationship before, I did have crushes. Two to be exact. So let's talk about my first crush. I liked her for three years, so from secondary one to secondary three. And you can imagine how hard it was to hold back those feelings for so long. And I did end up uh, confessing at the end of secondary three to the worst way possible, through text. You know, obviously I was rejected. But the funny thing was, when she rejected me, is that I didn't feel upset. I actually felt relieved. You know, like a huge burden was just lifted off my shoulders. It's quite weird, really. I guess, you know, holding those feelings for so long, finally having closure, you know, was a sense of relief, I guess. Now, let's talk about my second crush. It happened at secondary four, which is probably the worst time, you know, to have feelings for someone where you're supposed to be focusing on your O-levels. I was busy falling in love. Obviously, knowing that O-level was coming soon, I decided, you know, this is all or nothing. And I rushed through it. Instead of trying to establish a friendship with her, I just go full guns blazing through it. And, you know, things, of course, didn't go well. I was rejected again. So this time, I confessed in a slightly more romantic way where I bought her a gift and then I placed a written letter, you know, confessing my feelings. And one thing about me when I was rejected both times is that I said, I understand your decision fully and I really respect it. And I really meant what I said because I really hate those people who once they get rejected, they start talking bad about the person they used to like. That is really, really childish and immature. I know this will sound a bit strange, but these two people will always hold a special place in my heart. You know, because of them, I really improved myself as a person. One thing was, I got closer to my religion. I started to take it more seriously. And I finally started learning how to care for others. So my advice is, just try to stay away from relationships in secondary school. You know, because most of it don't last. And all of it ends in heartbreak. But if somehow you still want to be in a relationship, this is a few tips that I can give you. First up, you have to be ready to sacrifice. Whether it be your money or your time. If you're unable to do that, just don't try. Next up, I want you to ask yourself this question. Where do you see yourselves 15 to 20 years with him or her? If the first thing that comes up to your mind is not marriage, then I don't recommend you be in a relationship with that person. Next, if you want your relationship to last long, you have to respect each other's boundaries. Know what is going too far and what is crossing the line. If you're able to respect each other's boundaries, there's no reason why your relationship cannot go very far. So now we're going to give advice to the secondary school three students. So... To all of you in secondary three, please take it seriously. When most of my teachers talk about our time in secondary three, they would say it was our honeymoon period because we took it easy and just slacked off. And I couldn't agree more. I think in my head, I thought I had a lot of time ahead of me. But by the time I was in secondary four, I was way behind. And I really regretted not using my time in secondary three better. So my advice is... Please take your time to really catch up on all the topics that you are struggling with 
so you have a more easier time when you enter secondary 4. So now let's talk to the secondary 4 students. This is the year that you're going to sit for your N-levels or O-levels. So it's important to have the right mindset from the beginning. So I want all of you to have that mindset that I'm going to give my 100% best. You know, there's no time for distractions. You guys have to have tunnel vision. Your goal is to do well in your national exams. That is the only goal that matters. You will have to sacrifice a lot. I did as well. But here's a bit of motivation for you. After you're done with your O-levels, you have so much time to catch up with your other goals. So let that be the drive and motivation for you to do well. So let's move on to my study tips for different subjects. So first, we're going to start with your languages. And for that, all I can say is just straight away jumping into those practice papers. Keep answering and answering questions and look at the answer key and try to learn the structure to answering those questions and try to find what they're looking for. Once you got a hang of that, I think it starts to get pretty easy. And when it comes to your composition, having good vocabulary and grammar is important. You can not only do that by reading, but also listening to speeches as well as podcasts. And now we're going to talk about humanities. I think most people do not like humanities. They find it really, really difficult. And I agree as well, because the marking can be really, really strict sometimes. But here are some tips that can help you. First up, analyze the question, whether it is an inference, a comparison, evaluation, or a hybrid question. And then use the formats that have been taught by your teacher. The next tip is a crucial one. Always answer the question. If you don't, you're going to get a straight zero, no matter how long you write. Next, when it comes to time management, this is what I want you to do. Skip all those questions that are difficult. I don't want you to spend so much time analyzing the source or cartoon that it affects the time you have to do all the other questions. Next, when you're attempting a question, it's not very wise for you to attempt all the levels. What I recommend you to do is just do your basic and after that either do cross-reference or providence explain. Then when you're doing your evaluation question, try to do one yes, one no, cross-reference or providence explain. If you have time, try to do two yes, two no. But most of the time, you don't. I think where most people struggle with is the essay. And that is because you don't have a source to refer to and all the knowledge is from your textbook. And there's really a lot to memorize. And what people tend to do is they tend to spot. So they would try to pick out what is most likely to come out. And I did that for my history O-levels. And what I had studied was completely wrong. So you can imagine I was just completely clueless and just writing absolute nonsense. But I ended up getting B3 for humanities anyway, which I'm really proud of. So my advice is you just have to study all that content knowledge from your textbook. I know it's a lot, but if you want to do well and humanities is a subject that you do need, there's not really much you can do either than just study. Lastly, when you're sitting for your humanities paper, stay calm. Read everything carefully because you don't want to end up misinterpreting the question. Because once you do that, you're basically writing a lot of irrelevant things and you're only going to get one or two marks. When it comes to maths, I don't really think I can give you much advice because I'm not really good at it. 
you know, for all levels, I got a D7. And most of you think, you know, that's not really good. Well, I usually get F9, so for me, that's a huge win. But all I can say is, just try to remember all the formulas and know when to apply it. I think that really helped me in improving in my math slightly. When it comes to science, all I can say is, it's just a pure memory game. You know, just reading your notes and try to memorize all that information. And I think this is one flaw with the educational system. It's less about understanding and more about memorizing to do well. So the last thing I want to say is, no matter what results you do get, remember, there's always a path for you. Don't let failures pull you back and stop you from chasing your dreams. To those who are currently in secondary school right now, remember to enjoy your time and cherish every single moment. And make sure to leave secondary school with happy memories and little regrets. I want to thank all of you guys so much for listening in today. And I'll see you guys next time. But remember, stay thinking.